Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, Today, our discussion is how dismantling the ACA will impact veterans' health care. And we have an esteemed panelist uh, who is our partner, uh, Adelina Marshall. She's a VA employee and mental health RN for over 30 years. So you know she knows her stuff. So (laughs) we're going to talk about the ACA and how this will impact veterans' health care. Welcome, 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 Adelina. How are you today? I'm well, and um, thank you for this opportunity for NNU um, to reach out to our veterans. I'd like to thank Cliff Kelly, Glenda Smith, and certainly you, Dr. Uh, Colonel, uh, Dr. Arnold, for um, inviting me to join in this roundtable today. Um, I would like to bring to the attention of our American citizens the impact on um, overturning the American, um, the ACA, as we all know, is Obamacare, mm-hmm. uh, the Affordable Care Act, the uh, impact that it would have on our veterans who are not um, fully vetted in the VA, who for whatever reason may or may not be able to get care through the VA. Some are by choice. Some uh, don't qualify as may be surprising to many of our Americans. Some who uh, were employed outside and had private insurance coverage and have now um, possibly lost that coverage due to the loss of their jobs or Mm COVID-19. And the other thing that hasn't been addressed is that these veterans, many of them have uh, pre-existing conditions. And if by chance... Uh, the Affordable Care Act was overturned. Uh, many of our veterans would not qualify under any circumstances to be covered under uh, private insurance due to their existing um, injuries or other health issues. Oh, boy. So, you know, you know you're know, you in the behavioral health arena, but this is also physical health, right? So, right. Um, physical health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you usually don't, you usually see a mind and a body connected, right? <laughs> we have a right. tendency to separate those two. Um, no, they're all connected. <laughs> so how, how, so how, how is uh, the, the COVID uh, environment right now affecting the behavioral health aspects? I've been hearing a lot about, you know, telepsychiatry and psychology and, you know, mental health services being extended over the telehealth system. But if you're living in an area where you don't have access to adequate, you know, uh, telehealth services or, you know, connectivity with the Internet, those kinds of things, it could be a challenge as well. And if you're a homeless veteran, that could be even worse, right? So, right. So, so what are you seeing right now as far as our veterans from the behavioral health side? Well, our veterans are isolated. Uh, many of them are fearful of uh, even seeking care uh, in the hospitals because they're fearful of contacting COVID. Uh, many of them who are homeless are at a greater chance of becoming infected with COVID and still will not seek uh, the care that they need. 
Uh, if they are uninsured, underinsured, or not connecting to the VA, they are not aware of where they can seek treatment. Um, the VA does offer our veterans um, very good mental health care. We're the only ones that offer uh, talk therapy. Their medication um, can be um, provided free of charge to the veterans. We do a lot of follow-up care for our veterans. But for our veterans who are, are disconnected, uh, lost through the system, uh, who have not uh, reached out to the VA, many of them, their families are probably not even aware that they can get mental health care at a VA, um, this poses a big problem. Oh, yes, um, Absolutely. You know, so how do we, you know, how do we reach out to uh, those veterans that need that service? So sometimes you have family members who are involved in in, in this kind of uh, area. We had uh, previously Rory Clark, who's an attorney, uh, who actually is working with the, uh, you know, Legacy Elder uh, Law Center, who's one of our partners as well. And, uh, you know, he's mentioning that, you know, there's some advantages, some things that people can do, and that sometimes the family has to step in, because especially when people have mental health issues, is there anything that, you know, family members can do to help to get the veteran to the table, you know, to start entertaining some of these benefits? Well, I think um, shows such as this, uh, educating family members of what's available um, to their veteran family members. Uh, calling the VA, uh, okay. learning about the programs that the VA uh, does offer. Uh, they can go online. Um, they can check online at um, some of the VAs that are uh, closer to the city if they're outliners. They can also go online and find out how uh, the VA can support their family members in uh, recovery and an improvement in their mental health care. Uh, the VA offers uh, a lot, lots of programs, and even though I work there, it's hard for us to stay up on how many programs that are wow. available <laughs> to our veterans because uh, we're trying to increase their access to care, so it's constantly changing. But my concern also is for our veterans who uh, need care, physically and mental care, and had been, um, you know, a member of the Affordable Care Act and having this taken away from them, the impact that this would have on delivery of care to our veterans, such as would increase the amount of veterans coming to the VA who have uh, lost, again, jobs that afford them health care coverage, uh, understaffing. Uh, not enough other clinical personnel to support uh, the veterans on their road to recovery, even in, in mental health. We need uh, physicians. We need psychiatrists, psychologists, um, nurse practitioners, um, surgeons. All of those disciplines are at a shortage in the VA. The COVID is also impacting on the hiring process. Now, the thing that COVID is doing is infecting many of the healthcare workers due to lack of uh, personal protection equipment. Mm -hmm. So there is a multitude of things that are occurring, and the very thought that someone would 
tried to dismantle the ACA in a time of a pandemic when our veterans will need more health, social support is unconscionable because we don't really, uh, as Americans, don't really realize the amount of veterans that do get care under the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, that's that's really, those are some remarkable comments that you're making. And our veterans deserve better, right? Especially during a time where we have a crisis going on with this pandemic. And is is there a number that they can call? Because you were mentioning a call-in number and then also a website that people could go to just to start finding out about these benefits, even if you're a family uh, yeah. member. Mm-hmm. The, the VA has all of that and is, is listed on the VA homepage. Okay. And it depends on what area that they may be seeking care from. So in the Chicago area, we have three VAs. We have Jesse Brown. Mm-hmm. We have Hines. We have North Chicago. Okay. And we have other uh, VAs in Danville, um, Indianapolis, huh. several around the immediate area that the veterans can seek care from. So they just need to go online, and it's very easy, and to get that information as to which VA they want to seek treatment from. Okay, so they just go to like something like VA.gov or uh, that kind yeah. of site. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you were mentioning before about, you know, veterans uh, feel isolated, fearful, and, you know, uh, especially if they're underinsured or, um, you know, uninsured. And, you know, what do you have to say then? Because right now there seems to be this tendency to think that social isolation means social disconnection or, you know, that you don't have anyone you can reach out to. There's no uh, sort of... Uh, you know, uh, bonding that goes on during this time period because everyone's being told to stay home, you know, and uh, the, the social isolation and social disconnection is being misconstrued as social distancing. But there is still, you know, a way for veterans who have mental health care needs to reach you, right? And to, to, yes, to, yes. Uh, we, we do. They, uh, we're supporting our veterans mm-hmm. through uh, telehealth. Mm. Uh, some of them have Zoom meetings. AA is offered under Zoom meetings. Um, there are several IT uh, access to the veterans. Um, the majority of them do have phones that they can um, use to connect to these um, programs. And um, even the veterans that I serve, we constantly talk about staying in connection with their families through Zoom, through uh, FaceTime. Um, uh-huh through uh, other social medias that um, they want to access. So we're trying to educate them and and family members and the public on how to keep our veterans connected. Uh, those are all um, good ways for them to stay, a family to reach out to their, uh, their veterans. And it's a good way to avoid um, contact and, and infection with COVID is through telehealth and um, a lot of the social media that is offered now. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, this sounds like a lot of great resources that the VA system has. And, you know, w- one of the things, too, is that there is a, um, you know, tendency sometimes for people not to realize how important it is 
to maintain the use of their medication. So we know things like diabetes, you know, is an increased risk factor, you know, for people who do develop COVID-19, that it can make you have a worse outcome. Uh, And then we also have, you know, one of the things that's suggested as a possible link also to a worse worse outcome is uh, high blood pressure. And so, you know, maybe if you can, because I know you're a nurse dedicated to making sure people are covered <laughs> with their medical uh, care. And what would you say to people about making sure they take their medications and if they need emergency services to make sure that they seek that uh, by going to the, you know, emergency department if necessary? Yes, our veterans are encouraged and should seek out care through the VA and through our emergency department. We are there for them. Uh, we have COVID testing available to them. But many of our uh, veterans also um, get a mixture of health care from VA and non-VA sources. Huh. And so by making uh, non-VA insurance uh, more available to the patients, such as the ACA, then that leads to them um, to having better outcome. If they're diabetics and they need medication, the VA will mail that medication out to them. Mm-hmm. However, they can come to the VA to pick up medication also. The one thing that the VA has now instituted due to COVID is that the veterans will have to have identification and um, they are allowed to come in to get the services that they need and then they will... Um, you know, have to leave. So if they can correlate their uh, visits for, say, diabetes, and then they have to see a practitioner for uh, blood pressure management, Mm -hmm. perhaps they might want to schedule those um, all for the same day. Uh, We still have Mm -hmm. in uh, walk-in clinics for them. So if they are veterans and they are seeking medical care, then we do cannot emphasize it enough. We do want them to come to the VA uh, as quickly and as early as possible because we do want early intervention so that their outcome and recovery uh, will be better. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, uh, sometimes we just wait too long uh, to take care of uh, the things that we need. And then also, you know, it brings up another issue, you know, when you're talking about the ACA and then we start talking about VA coverage and all that. It's pretty important, I think, right, for for people to come in to get their coverage. I know uh, at least I got a letter in the mail as a veteran, you know, saying that uh, the uh, enrollment period is coming up for TRICARE and that kind of thing uh, and, and making sure that people are cognizant of that and making sure that they do their necessary per- paperwork as veterans and then, you know, looking at their benefits, right? Right. They uh, should review their benefits. Um, a lot of things are now available online to the veterans, mm-hmm. but if not, again, they can uh, reach out to Veterans Affairs, and they will have uh, staff available to answer these questions. We do have social work workers there at the VA that are uh, actively um, there to support our veterans. Uh, we have, I know, at Jesse Brown, they have signs up uh, now that try to educate the veterans on what's available to them. We have pamphlets that we can give to them so that they can um, take their time to review this. But uh, having health care now is 
is so, so important, uh, much more important than ever. I guess it's always been important, but I think we're all becoming more aware of the importance of having adequate health care, follow-up, staying uh, on medication, staying connected to your um, primary care doctor. Uh, I try to encourage all our patients that are leaving my unit to make sure that they have a primary care doctor signed up with before they uh, leave the unit. Okay, because you know I'm a doctor, but I grew up in a family of nurses, so I'm so proud of what you're doing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really like the, love the service that you're providing for our veterans in our country. So, you know, give me a little bit more of a background on nur- uh, National Nurses United and how, you know, you're uh, playing a role in this whole uh, process because it, it sounds like you are very um, much on top of all the services that are available, you know, through the VA system. Uh, but it sounds like you're doing much more than that. You're stepping out and doing things uh, that really matter to our veterans. Well, National Nurses United mm-hmm. uh is an organization that our primary goal is to advocate for our patients. And so it's always about having a voice in patient care, how it's delivered. Uh, most recently is to make sure that uh, the nurses have proper uh, protective gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, even today we had uh, pro- provided by NNU a class on the gear, how to wear the gear, what is effective, what's not effective. Yes. And um, I did uh, see the other day, I was watching the news, and I and I reached out. There was uh, a news uh, person that had on a mask, but I could see through the mask. So I want to point this out oh. to all of our listeners, is that you breathe COVID in through your nose, you breathe it out through your mouth, Mm-hmm. If I can or anybody can see through that mask, that mask is ineffective. Yes. If a mask that you're wearing is clogging up your glasses, mm-hmm. then that means that the air is escaping and that uh, you either need to maybe double mask or get a mask that's more effective. Mm-hmm. I know some of the masks are, um, can be expensive, but I myself will double mask in um, areas like if I'm going to the grocery store or something. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that your mask is not soiled, that it's not wet, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these things. And we try to educate our veterans every day on the importance of this. And NNU has very, been very, very vocal in making sure that uh, personal protection equipment is available to all health care providers because if we are stricken with COVID, then that will impact the number of staff that is able to care for our veterans. So personal protective equipment is very important, and then you will be um, providing letters to uh, our representatives to share with them uh, this educational material, and to emphasize to them how important it is that we have this equipment to be able to care for the American public. Fantastic. So wear a mask, make sure you socially distance at least six feet, and wash your hands. That sounds like a nurse's recipe for success. And uh, you have uh, decreased my fear as a veteran about uh, coming forward and, um, you know, you know, the socially isolated and fearful person should realize that, um, you know, social distancing doesn't mean social isolation or 
that you are socially disconnected from uh, care. So this right. is get been, out and and um, walk and get fresh air. And um, but what you have to do is practice safety. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you see um, the people who don't have masks, then stay away from them. We we know we've been through this before. We've had other viruses. Um, we've gotten through this. As a people, we will get through this. But we just have to make sure that we understand the science behind our safety. And that science includes wearing a mask, social distancing, social distancing, like you state, just having that footage away, mm-hmm. six feet. So that's usually about two arms length. And I tell people it's like being at the ATM. You always want to give people space. There's no difference with COVID. Give it space. Yes, yes. That way it will decrease the likelihood that you may become infected. Mm -hmm. If you have people coming into your circle, friends or families, um, and they don't have a mask on, then offer one or separate yourself from that. I, I did see a picture the other day. Someone was showing me a picture of their newborn mm-hmm. uh, child, and I noticed that one of the people that was holding that child did not have a mask. Oh, and they said, That's oh, well, we're good. family. That's not good. But family will infect family. I mean, yes, it's, yes. it's known. It's scientific. So just yes. be conscious of that. If you have family members that have to go out for whatever reason, mm-hmm. which we know life still has to go on, then mass up. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, we're running out of time, and uh, I just want to thank you so uh, deeply, our Adelina Marshall. If I need a nurse, I'm coming to you. <laughs> so the VA well, employee and mental I'm health. I'm seeing you at the, <laughs> at the VA. We're, we're more than happy to have any of our veterans there. Yes. And one thing I, I do have to stress mm-hmm. is okay. that our VA nurses, NNU nurses, are so committed. To our veterans. Yes. I mean, it yeah. is very obvious. If, if you're, if you walk in my shoes, you will see. Yes. That's the most proudest moment I have. Okay. Is to have our nurses and see them. Yes, I do. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.